And this month we're watching the skies because the aliens are invading from the thing to under the skin. This is Double Times 5. Hello, you're listening to episode 30 of the Double Times 5 Horror Podcast. And it's kind of a follow-up to episode 16, except this time the extraterrestrials aren't out there in space. They're down here on Earth. I'm Cliff Barnes and helping me hunt them down are Luke Poulton, Emily McQuaid, CJ Lyons and Brian Eno. Hey. Hello. Hello. So, have any of you ever seen a UFO? No. Uh, no. 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 Right, that's that bit done. Good. <laughs> <laughs> great stories, guys. Great, great stories. Uh, all right. Well, um, before we get cracking with this month's theme, let's reveal what our horror highs and lows have been over the last few weeks. Uh, Luke, you can start. Uh, my low is going to be Ma which is the <laughs> the best comedy of 2019. Uh, it's just absolutely hilarious. It, it, the lines that are delivered, the FaceTiming the students, and the really weird finale and that just doesn't make much sense. Mm-hmm. And it could have been... There's parts of gore in it where it could have been pushed a lot further and then is very tame of what it actually does. Uh, and I'm glad that my whole cinema audience were on board with how terrible the film was because they were just laughing throughout. So it's one of those right. films that is bad, but you can have fun with it. Total agreement with Luke. It was it was sort of marginally amusing, um, but awful. Like, I was so sad because Octavia Spencer's great, and I wanted to see her go mad. I wanted to see her go, like, full Betty Davis. Um, and she didn't, really. Like, the character was obviously insane and homicidal, but not quite melodramatic enough i wanted more i wanted more so you wanted you wanted to see her go mad but she only went ma oh, oh, nice nice uh what's your high look uh my high is going to be the uh 1988 uh waxwork because i hadn't ever seen it before and oh, yeah. just thought great. it was a lot of fun and just a great homage to all other old horror films and zombies and monster movies so yeah that's that's my high that's a great movie Loads of fun. Yeah, it is, from what I remember. Is it um, Anthony Hickox? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was pretty reliable back then, wasn't he? Um, Emily? Um, well, I've not been watching a lot of movies aside from these Alien Invasion ones, but um, my low is not because it's bad, but because it almost looks like it's going to be a complete camp classic and then it isn't. Um, the Perfection on Netflix. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Ah. It had a couple of bits that were absolute camp, ridiculous, stupid genius, but it just didn't go far enough with that. It didn't quite know what it wanted to be. And yeah, well, It wants, it, it wants it to be a Brian De Palma film, I think. It does, but it doesn't quite. It doesn't quite get there. It's almost worth it for the madness of the last couple of minutes, but it's yeah, it's it, it's. I don't know. It's just kind of nothingy, really. Oh, I didn't feel that at all. I, absolutely, it's, fuck! It's so on board with the first. The first half of it with the bus trip and everything. It's so intense, and mm. did not see that first half ending the way it does at mm-hmm. all. Um, and I, I don't know, it just really reminded me of um, recent department films like uh, Femme Fatale and Passion, which are both great. And if, if this, uh, what's his name, Richard Shepard, um, the director, if he's going to be doing for De Palma what De Palma did for Hitchcock, then mm. I'm, I'm down with it. <laughs> There's bits of it that were. I mean, I, I that first the first bit up up till sort of the, the bus trip is very very intense, and then you get the sort of slight switcheroo, and that was the bit where I think it should have gone full on Virginia Andrews novel creepy mm. camp, and it almost does, but not quite. So it had too many switcheroos. Yeah, I, it's it's my high this month because it's been a bad month, but I still was like, 
I, uh, I think I, I liked it because I went in thinking that it would be really boring uh, because it started off with like dead mother grieving and I was like oh this is going to be one of those like meditations on grief and then it went nuttier than I thought it would be so I think for me it was it was pretty nuts even though maybe if you went in expecting something nuts it would be less nuts mm. did you I like it I, went I, in... I loved it good I went in expecting nuts because like over Twitter, everyone was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Hashtag sick. I was sick. Uh. <laughs> um, I wasn't sick. It was just a bit like, okay. What was uh, your high then, Emily? Um, I just rewatched Theatre of Blood, which is oh, the um, Vincent Price cracking, movie. Because, um, yeah, you know, I just like I like camp silly, and that's it done properly. Mm. Genuinely think it's a good film, and it's genuinely quite funny still. So yeah, and. Am I right in thinking that was directed by Anthony Hickox's dad? Or am I making that up completely? Really? I didn't know. You're right. It was, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, that's interesting. Douglas Hickox, that's right, yeah. Wow. Well, there we go. There's a nice little coincidence. Oh, wow. Honestly, did not know that. um, That is quite cool. Cool. Uh, CJ? I think my high would probably... I'm going to cheat a little. uh, And it was an anime horror that I watched. Uh, Kizu Monogatari, which is part of the Monogatari series, which any anime fans listening will either go, oh, yeah, I love that, or, oh, God, no, not that. Um, but this is like a prequel to a prequel to a prequel to a prequel, uh, and has a lot of vampire gore, um, a lot of uh, questionable anime sex, um, but it's just admirably... Is there any other kind? Well, no, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever seen any anime sex and not questioned it. A little. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's some particularly awkward, cringy uh, bits in this. But apart from that, it's really, really good. It's beautifully animated. Um, it's got some really weird and inventive uh, gore stuff. Uh, and it was just really, really good. Uh, that's uh, like a trilogy of, of films. Um, I watched all three of them this week and thought they were all really good. So, uh, yeah, that's probably my, my high. Uh, okay. My low was tricky to, to really pinpoint because I watched a film that I know Cliff is going to have as his high, uh, so I won't, I won't use that because even No, no, I... I'm not, actually. Okay, not. well... I'll tell you why in a minute, but... Well, even, even, even though that one did annoy me a lot, I couldn't in good conscience say that it was worse than Bedeviled. Uh, which was an American bedeviled, not to be confused with the East Asian one from a few years ago, uh, that's on Netflix. And it's about a killer phone app uh, that a bunch of absolute bonehead teenagers who appear to have never used the internet before in their lives uh, download via a request from their recently (laughs) deceased friend. Uh, And this app is kind of like a Siri Alexa style thing that will like make you toast and do all kinds of things. But it's called Mr. Bedevil. And it's completely sinister from the word go. And they get it via a request from their dead friend. And they're like, yep, nothing strange about this. Uh, so obviously the fact that it's cursed to fuck is not uh, surprising. So, um, yeah, and it's just idiotic. And the whole thing kind of culminates in an old man yells at cloud kind of rant about social media. You know, oh, are you kids with your selfies? It'll be the death of you. Selfies. Uh, it's, it's horrible. Absolute trash. So that was actually worse than the other one that I guess right. we're not going to talk about. Uh, well, we'll uh, 
Well, you're talking about in fabric, which I mean, I could have that as my high, but because it came out this month, but I saw it last November. So, ah. and the only reason I didn't, the only reason I didn't have it as my high then was because I'd also seen Suspiria that month. So, uh, you know, but if everyone should go see in fabric. It's fucking amazing. Uh, but, really, I've been waiting to see that since last year. It it's feels like it's so been bad. forever for it to get a proper release. So yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's it's complete wank. It's like, so good. Uh, but I like oh, complete wank. Yeah, there's, there's nothing worse than an incomplete wank, is there? <laughs> well, there you go then. <laughs> I hate Peter Strickland. I just, I don't uh, like his style. I should not have watched it, but I was like, oh, Killer Dress. People say this one's quite. See, funny. I love Barbarian Sound Studio, uh, nah, and if it's anything like that, I wouldn't get on with that like either. It. Well, maybe, maybe that'll be your high next month, then, Emily. Yeah, yeah. Or if, maybe if, it'll be your low. If you um, like what Brian, he does, you'll probably love it. So. Yeah, mm. Bryony. Uh, so you, the perfection is your high, yeah? Yeah, it's the, been a dry the, month, my friend. Uh, what about your low? Yeah, the low was uh, it comes at night. Oh, um, okay. Which it Shit comes at night. Nothing comes at night. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing comes at night. What comes at nothing? Nothing. Nothing happens. It's just people arguing for an hour and a half about a door. Um, <laughs> I, I. Wow. It, I, you know what? I really bloody love post-apocalyptic films. That's like my go-to genre. I love post When it comes to books and films, I love anything that's like a bit grim and in the future and we're all fucked. Um, so I was expecting to really enjoy this. But then I kept thinking about there's this really awful film called like The Divide. Um, and the, it comes the night kind of reminded me of that. But The Divide, everyone goes proper batshit mental. But I, like that, that felt better, even though it was so naff. That felt better than Nothing Comes at Night. I was very bored. It's been an interesting month because I've, I've been going into films. Like I went into the um, perfection with one idea and then came back with something else. And I went in with um, It Comes at Night with like an idea of what it'd be about. And then I was just disappointed. Mm. a disappointing month. I don't know. I thought it comes at night. It's um, I quite like the atmosphere of it, but it's not it's something. It's all atmosphere that I... and no substance, though. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go back and rewatch it. I don't think it's it's not much to it. But yeah, uh, my low um, was a film called MFA, which is a rape revenge movie. What does the title stand for? Master of Fine Arts. Oh, okay. Nothing more exciting than that. Um, <laughs> it's it's like tries to cram all kind of issues about you know rape culture kind of thing um, into one feature film, like it sort of ticks them all off like a checklist. And you can't really yeah you know, can't say they're doing anything wrong with that. You can't disagree with any of the the things it's saying. It's just it's really clunky, like a kind of public service announcement or a sixth form issues play, you know. <laughs> And um, the revenge bits are they're all right, but it's it's quite boring. It's just not a very exciting film. Um, my high, well, we've already mentioned the perfection. I did see a lovely little uh, creature feature called Pokemon Detective Pikachu. That was oh awesome. God! But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm going to save my high uh, after the perfection anyway. Is what you had as your low a few months ago, Bryony? Await further instructions, which mm. I loved. Um, really. I, what I, I think what I liked about it was how much of a Brexit metaphor it is. I've seen that um, people who don't take it as a Brexit metaphor see it as a really clunky, oh, these people are copying what the TV does. What an amazing fucking allegory, which mm. I can understand if you don't get the political significance of what's happening in it. But I thought it was really good. And it, and it goes full on Tetsuo at the end as well, which I loved and did not expect. Mm. Um, so, yeah. 
Uh, they are highs and lows. Now it's time to probe the anus of this month's theme. What if tomorrow's the day that the fucking aliens came and invaded our nation? Like, will we even be able to fuck with their shit? Uh, so the thing is, a 1982 film by John Carpenter. Here's the trailer. Twelve men have just discovered something. For 100,000 years, it was buried in the snow and ice. Now it has found a place to live. Inside. Where no one can see it. Or hear it. Or feel it. I know I'm human. Some of you are still human. This thing doesn't want to show itself. It wants to hide inside an imitation. It'll fight if it has to. But it's vulnerable out in the open. If it takes us over, then it has no more enemies. Nobody left to kill it. And then it's one. You guys gonna listen to Gary? You can beat one of those things! The scientists at an Antarctic research station investigate what happened to their Norwegian counterparts a few miles away, and the answer is a shape-shifting alien that takes the form of any organism it comes into contact with. Um, we've talked briefly about the thing in the past, so long-time listeners may already be aware that I don't love it as much as most horror fans seem to. So am I the odd one out here? Yes. Yeah, I yep. mean, you're really fucking odd. You're <laughs> <laughs> You don't like John Carpenter, though, do you, Claire? I don't think he's as amazing as everyone says. Why did you choose as a, as a feature loan if you don't like it? <laughs> I do like it. No, no, don't get me wrong, I do like it. I think it's a, a four-star out of five-star film. Um, I just don't get the. I don't, don't think it's the five star out <laughs> five star film that everyone says it is. I love the obviously the special effects by Rob Bettina are incredible. Ennio Morricone's score is really good, and um, I think it informed what John Carpenter himself then did on Halloween Three musically. But that's about as far as I'll go with it because I just don't like the fucking story. <laughs> I don't like the. I don't like the characters. I can't tell them apart. I can never remember who's who. Yeah. And I think for a film that's literally about who's who, that's difficult to deal uh. with. <laughs> CJ, you look in pain. I mean, it's one of the greatest films ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I find it weird that you you feel that way. I think I think the story's great. I think it takes. Uh, I don't know. For me, it's got a similar vibe to the Lovecraft story uh, at the Mountains of Madness, which is also set in frozen wastes and involves some kind of unknowable tentacled horror um so i like that but i also think the characters are great i think they're all really well defined and i love how it sort of it just feels like such a believable hmm. who even are they they're scientists right they're meant to be scientists yeah they're sort of, they, they're I, you don't never see them do anything they're a bit occupied. I mean, okay. yeah, they've got they've got quite a lot going on. They've got patri dishes as well. Sorry, I've got to finish this. Got to finish doing this this um this report. But apart from the doctor or two doctors possibly, I don't see a single fucking science O level between them. <laughs> I don't think they're all scientists. No, I think it's kind of like a one of them's like a cook. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of like it's like Alien. It's just some people that are doing a job that just happens yeah. to be in a in a environment that's cut off from everything yeah, it's, it's i was a... gonna say yeah it's exactly like that like um because that's one of the best bits about alien it's just like you see them just hanging out on the space station it's like you just see them mm. hanging out that might be another thing i have a problem with about a thing is that because it's this cut off remote thing where like, like you say it is it might as well be set in space yeah, and you that's, know but that's what makes that. it terrifying in that same way that space is terrifying because you're just so isolated and there's just it, it's such an almost 
Well, I mean, you know, Antarctica is, is almost an alien environment because it's so far mm-hmm. removed from anything that we're used to. Uh, and that makes it really scary. I just love those scenes where you see the the vastness of it. Uh, and, there's, and there's some beautiful shots. Like when you... When you're looking at like the fire and the flare against the the ice, it's, and especially on the new um, Arrow disc, the 4K one, it just looks phenomenal. You know, you really get an idea for how well uh, photographed it is, um, and it's just the atmosphere is so intense from from start to finish. Like because it starts with the thing, like first really coming to them. There's no real setup. It's it's kind of you know, hor- horrible, strange things are happening right from right from the very first scene. Um, I don't know. I, I just find it... Like, every time I go in to watch it, I think I'm not going to like this as much as I used to. And then within about 15 minutes, I'm like, holy fuck! <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I re-watched it for this for the first time for a couple of years, and I was just like, oh, I'm not going to like this as much as I used to. And it just... It doesn't, it doesn't let up, the sort of the tension and the atmosphere. It's just... Yeah, just just gets sucked right in. It's, mm. it's fab. I didn't okay. rewatch it because I've watched it three times already this year. Right, it's my, it's my go-to. It's my go-to film. It's up there with Tremors. Like it's one of the ones that I know I'll always enjoy. <laughs> yeah, Luke. Uh, like you said, it, it's not a five-star film for me either. Oh, yes, it's, 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 brother. It's four stars for me as well. I love it, and I love the the practical effects. I love the story before that, but I think the finale is one of the most bland things yeah. in the whole oh. film. Yeah, you see that final monster for about five seconds, don't you? It's, um... But you've seen enough monsters. I mean, the... I oh, yeah, yeah, enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you want some, something it's... special at the end, don't you? You want something really special. Oh. I think the whole setting up deliver. of everything is is just... It's not as fun as it could be when they're setting up how they're going to destroy the monster. It's just... It just feels really bland that bit, and like there wasn't yeah. much thought into how they were going to actually close the film. I get, I get this. It's maybe not that cinematic, but I feel it, it feels believable. It feels like this is what a bunch of guys would would try and come up with, um, and that, that, that's what I like about how it uh, how it goes into the the final act. Is is just I feel like yeah, this is a you know it may it might, it might not be the most sort of. Uh, exciting plan to to lead to a climax but at the same time i feel like it is a believable approach to what you'd do if you were faced with this situation and i do love that very last scene as well so cj you you let this one get away with going over 90 minutes and featuring the last 15 minutes people just walking around in the dark yeah yeah i mean it's it's that's it's a testament you're a fucking hypocrite how, how you're a fucking hypocrite the, yeah yeah <laughs> It's one of the few that gets away with it, you know. I mean, I've said before, there's, there's a handful of horror films that can go over 90 minutes, but, I mean, the thing is exceptional on, on pretty much every every front. So, yeah. The story doesn't work for me because every time the plot t- takes a turn and the identity of someone is called into question, I'm like, well, which one's that? It's like, where's Blair? And I'm like, which one's Blair? What, watch Clark. Which one's Clark? Anybody seen Fuchs? I mean, I swear that was the first time Fuchs' name had even been mentioned. <laughs> and you know the, the, the amazing scene with the blood in the Petri dishes, which is awesome, but mm. it's spoiled a bit by the fact that the person who turns out to be the thing is, again, a name that I've never fucking heard in the whole film so far. It's like, okay, there's a good shock moment, but who... Which one? It's a very bizarre criticism. <laughs> I don't even know what, how to defend it. Film about, it's it's a film about people's identities and hiding <laughs> and all that. An alien hiding in them and you don't fucking know which one's which. Because... All right, let's play a game. Do you know the names of the people who are in the thing? No. The characters in the thing? 
right? Say yes or no. Is there a character called Chalmers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there isn't. No, there isn't. Is there, <laughs> is there a character called Jerry? No. No. No, there isn't. All right. Vance. <laughs> is there a character called Vance? Yeah. There is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got on. Is there a character called Freddo? No, no. No, there isn't a Fred, I know. Fred, I was left on the cussing room floor because I felt the frog didn't fit. <laughs> there a char- no, this isn't the kind of movie for a chocolate frog, I'm sorry. This is. He was scared of the flamethrower, presumably. <laughs> yeah, and he kept turning up and going, It's me, Freddo! And they were all like, Fuck off, Freddo, you're annoying. Is there a character mm. called Knowles? Yes. Yeah. Oh, there is, yeah, yeah, well done. Is there a character called George? No. No. Yes, there is. Really? Is See? George? Yes, there is. There is. Is there a character? Is there a character called Oblong? <laughs> <laughs> Oblong. Only in the special director's cut. I'm going to say yes for whimsy. <laughs> there isn't. There isn't. Noel Fielding's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> is there a character called Clark? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is there a character called Periwinkle? <laughs> no. <laughs> is there a character? Unless called... that was one of what the, that was what one of the dogs was called. <laughs> Good point. Uh, you see, is I, there thought, a I, thought, called... I thought the thing couldn't get any better, but Periwinkle, Oblong, and Freddo <laughs> 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 would have made it a lot better. <laughs> is there a character called Norris? Yeah. Yeah, there is. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is there a character called Samantha? No. 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 Not any women at all. There's no women in the. Um, so you don't know exactly who's in it yourselves, and you love it. You profess to love it. Well, we got so, most yeah. of those right. You got yeah. most of them, yeah. <laughs> I think the point is they're believable as a load of people that work together, and it's kind of like if one of your work colleagues turned into a monster, that would be frightening, especially if you didn't know who it was. You don't need to kind of you know know all of their motivations and everything because they are a big group of guys, but you get enough to kind of differentiate them. And in in, in the end, it becomes scary not because oh no, it, it was Bob because Bob wouldn't do that. It's it's terrifying because it's that close proximity. You don't necessarily have to know them that closely as characters. No, but I think I think it would help if they had more kind of Dickensian names. So it was easy because Windows, <laughs> Windows. I always remember Windows because he's the one with the big glasses. But if they yeah. all had nicknames like that that made them really easy to identify quickly, fine, wouldn't have a problem with it. They're just wow. such boring names, and, I, and they're hardly are mentioned. You, are you name. a big fan of uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves? That, that must work <laughs> Love for it. you. Love it. Actually, genuinely true. Uh, when I went to see the, the cinema when I was a kid, I had to leave because I found it too scary. Yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it is scary. Proper gothic. What would they have seven dwarves' names be then, the characters in the thing? So they'd be like glasses, roller skates, beardy, <laughs> dog, twitchy, yeah, did, sweaty, yeah, beard, sweaty beardy, fat bloke. That it down, doesn't it? Beardy. All right, sexy beardy and beardy and... Um... Sexy beardy? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, which Russell, Russell, come on. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, your mileage may vary, but I would say Kurt Russell. Anyway. No, Kurt Russell yeah. was sexy. I agree, beardy, Kurt Russell's the, sexy man. Yeah. Does anybody know the story about the eye gleams in the thing? I don't know what an eye gleam is. I, I only found this out the other day from my friend Tony, who is uh, very into uh, theories of things that people either know or don't know. Conspiracy theories, I guess. Um, the the eye-gleam thing is that apparently the guy who lit the thing said that they did a special kind of lighting on the actor's eyes when the thing was in them. So you can see, like, their eyes are gleaming a little bit when the thing is in them. Uh, and if you look at the very last scene of the thing, apparently the guy who isn't Kurt Russell 
his eyes are gleaming, so that settles the ambiguity of whether or not he is the thing. Yeah. An interesting detail. What does anyone like the prequel from 2011? Uh, oh, it took me about four goes to get through it. Finally watched it yesterday, and no, I didn't like it. Yeah, I thought it was alright. Oh, I still, I still just hate that they tried to do that. What well, they had done the practical effects, and there's all the videos out there of them yeah. doing the incredible practical effects and just getting rid of those and doing the CGI. That is par- fucking yeah. tragic. That is and all the, it as all well. the monster stuff mm. happens far, far too quickly in it. You can't really see what's going on. I mean, it's 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 okay, but yeah, I, I was happy to see more, you know, more uh, alien transformation things and bodies being ripped apart. You know, um, yeah, that, those bits were uh, uh, suitably disgusting, but it's yeah. just it's it's badly paced and it's it just feels a bit pointless, really. Well, I could tell the characters apart more than in the Carpenter film, so you know, <laughs> oh. add that. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead um, is good in it, I think. Yeah, she does a decent job. Yeah. Give her that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely, yeah, it's a tragedy that they got rid of the uh, the animatronic type effects. There was a pet- petition to try and get them to release the cut yeah. of that, but nothing ever, mm. nothing ever came from it. No. But, no, it's a decent film, I think. Um, so... Um, the thing's all about not being able to tell which humans have been taken over by aliens, which is straight out of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, really. Uh, there have been four official movie versions of that. Should we take mm. them as a whole? Uh, what do you think of the oh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers sh- various maybe we versions? Maybe through them one by one. Um, well, quickly, though, because we've got tons of films to talk about. True. And I, I only watched one of them. So. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah I, I've only seen one. I watched three it's, of them. I couldn't, I couldn't quite four. bring myself to watch the most recent one just because I've watched the same fucking story three yeah. times. And I was like, I, yeah. can't, I can't do another one. Although it is by the guy who directed Downfall, which is one of my absolute favourite films. So maybe okay. it would be good. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's good. Cool. Well, I'm, I, maybe one day when I've washed the other body snatches out of my system, I will, uh, mm. I will go for it. Um, I think the 70s one is the best of the other three. Yeah, definitely. Which one's that one? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was wasted on audio, but... <laughs> it's browner than the set of 321. It's, <laughs> it's the most 70s thing. Like, that, that scene where... Um, he's making pasta and they're listening to jazz. Oh, and, I love yeah. that. Oh, it's just so, so, so boring. <laughs> I think it's 70s in a good way because yeah. it's genre cinema, but it also does the sort of like talky yeah. kind of um, character-based sort of mm. dramas that you'd got in the in the 70s. So it's quite um, it's quite unusual in that respect. Yeah. It's got Spock in it. Yeah, it has got Spock in it. Spock, yeah. Spock and Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, spoilers, spoilers ahead, but yes, it's got Spock as uh, an alien who doesn't understand human emotion. <laughs> Talk about typecasting. Typecasting. <laughs> He's great in this. He doesn't have any eyeshadow on, though, or at least not the, as far as I could tell, which is a bit disappointing. Mm. And his ears didn't look as pointy. No, I'm sorry, I've got, I feel really that, mean, because Leonard really Nimoy, obviously, you know, great, great actor. Um, he... He, he shouldn't be typecast as Spock. No, he was he was really fantastic in this. You forgot he was Spock. Um, yeah. Quite soon. Well, I forgot he was Spock. Um, <laughs> um, well, I, I've probably seen him in Invasion of the Body Snatchers more than I've ever seen him in Star Trek myself, so uh, I didn't have this issue. Yeah. So all these versions of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, apart from the original, have got great special effects, great transformations and stuff. I mean, less less so mm-hmm. the Invasion, actually, the more recent. Mm. Uh, that, that's more of a kind of goes for action rather than 
splattery horror sort of stuff. But uh, Nicole Kidman stars in that one, and she makes a really good action hero. And um, I I think it's just the most exciting of the four, and that's why it was my favourite. I find I find the '78 version a bit, bit trudgy and overlong and brown. And I think too too star studded actually. I think I think because it's got Donald Sutherland, Leonard Nimoy, um, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Brooke Adams is really good, but she's not so much of a star, was she? Um, I think I think it's just horror doesn't always work when it's got recognisable actors. Um, I love it because they're all such good actors and it's just nice mm. to see it like horror being done at that kind of level of horror being acted proper yeah mm. which doesn't really happen a lot anymore and uh, I think you know the other good thing is watching all those actors in situations that are you know quite often quite extreme like the, the bit with Sutherland having a having a nap and and all the pods kind of becoming people is so grim that's really like, gross yeah I, i've forgotten how disgusting that was i rewatched it i was like oh that's horrible yeah, it's yeah. brilliant it's a really quite gross film though like some yeah. of the, the body that goldblum finds is horrible yeah not yeah. um i really like the dog with the human head yes that's what's <laughs> up where did that come from it's the just like out of nowhere that was that was and then the banjo music playing in the background so you remember it's the famous <laughs> banjo guy so I think it was the homeless guy and his dog fused into one. It was like bang, 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 bang. <laughs> I don't really. I watched the special effects documentary on the Blu-ray, and it doesn't quite tell you how they managed to do that. Because obviously it's a fake head, but did they put a fake head on a real dog? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the bit in what we do with the shadows, where he, he can't oh, transform God, to cats. Yeah. That's right. You can't never get the face right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, CJ, what did you think of the Abel Ferrara version? I really hated that one. Uh, yeah. What a load of crap. Like, I mean, it's just... I appreciate they've tried to tell a slightly different story because the 50s one and the 70s one are basically the same plot but told differently, whereas this is um, family moved to a military base. Uh, but the the sort of metaphor of it is that the military's not a good thing, uh, which is, you know... Fair enough, but but a very odd thing to try and do with with this uh, particular story, uh, and and just the characters are, are one note, like they're just absolute stock characters, and it's so boring. Like I just felt like even though there there was some weird like effects, like there's one bit where there's two naked Gabriel Anwars in the bathtub, mm. and a whole bunch of CGI tentacles are trying to get up them. I mean, you know, you can't complain about that as a <laughs> as a scene, and yet it's still a really boring film. Um, Just those two sentences: "There's a load of tentacles trying to get up, and then you can't complain about that." <laughs> <laughs> it's all that hentai and anime. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Um, I quite liked it. I, I think the way that the soldiers that live in this military town or whatever. Um, are the main are the threats works? I think. I mean, I yes, it's, it's pretty it's, obvious, it's but obvious. It's it, like, it did if, work if for me. If you've been to like Aldershot on a Saturday night, then you, you would. Know. <laughs> yeah. But if you see people <laughs> uh, en masse in military uniform, they're probably going to be a little bit scary. Yeah. Um, I just think it's a shame that Abel Ferrara didn't. Uh, his, his personality doesn't really come through in any way. It's just a real sort of job. Well, it does. Job, the, all, it? all of his films are frightfully dull. Uh, so he manages to get that through quite well. No, they're not. He's done some really good stuff. Ferrara's done some amazing films. I'm, I'm not um, a fan. 
No, because you don't like art. <laughs> <laughs> I love art. I got bare art, bruv. <laughs> um, also, uh, the, the faculty. Robert Rodriguez's film is basically uh, another version of Body Snatchers, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. Body Snatchers meets the thing. Meets yeah. like high school comedy. Yeah, yeah, I love I love the faculty. I'm a big fan. I mm. I know I I love it. I watched it as a teenager, so it stuck with me. And it's a really really great. And there's a lot of lovely nods to films that preceded it. It's good fun. It's like it sh- shouldn't be good, but it is. Yeah, I've done a complete turnaround on it. I hated it the first time I watched it, and I think that was just because I really hated that uh, whole era of yeah. dimension films, glossy Same. teen shit, self, you know, self-aware references, Same. shit CGI, and all that. I'm a lot more forgiving of that now. I think now that it's in the past, I think I think this one stands out as one of the better ones. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a good film when it opens with the Offspring. It's like, oh yeah, strap in. <laughs> I'm in. I'm ready for some <laughs> some high school. Yeah, I'm ready for some sarky one-on-one chatting. I'm ready for some quips. Walk much. <laughs> Harry Knowles turns up in it. He's a cunt. Yeah. Who's Harry Knowles? Ain't it cool news? Isn't he a sex pest uh, as well? He oh, is yeah, a he sex is, yeah. pest, I believe, yeah. yeah. And I, I was confused why John Stewart's character is called Edward Furlong. Do you think that's a reference to <laughs> Terminator 2 because Robert Patrick's in the film? Maybe. I mean, it's, it's a weird a one, but... I mean, it's a really interesting cast, isn't it? Like, there's some Sama actors Hayek. in there that were, yeah, Beverly very Lewis. 90s. Laura Harris. What happened to Laura Harris? I loved her. Which one's she? She's the, the blonde one who... Uh, Usher's in it. Removes her clothes. Yeah, Usher is in it. Um, <laughs> you were thinking of some acceptable way to say that. I was, you? and there just wasn't one. <laughs> I was trying to think, what, what distinguishes her character in this film? <laughs> she gets her tits out, mate. <laughs> I couldn't. I, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't think of anything else. But she was very good in, in a lot of other films as well. Um, fully clothed. Did she, oh, I was going to ask. I'm just looking through the characters and on IMDb, there's one called fuck you girl and, uh, and fuck you boy there's that'll be the uh, the couple yeah and they're da- on a, like, a bench and they just go fuck you fuck. are they doing like a naked gun type thing where they credit some people by the line that they say is that what it is yeah 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 well there's two characters called fuck up and uh <laughs> and harry knowles was known as mr knowles in it so he probably would have been more appropriate as fuck up, you think? But... Yeah. Well, one of the characters called fuck up is uh, Danny Masterson, who is now a not great guy in uh, real life. Right. So, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, is he a sex pest as well? Uh, yeah, and a Scientologist, oh. and wow. uh, yeah. That's a full, that's almost a full set. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cool, right, well moving away slightly from the body snatcher pod people invasions, uh, there are a couple of films where there's just one alien that has to temporarily take over a succession of human bodies, so did anyone watch The Hidden or The Borrower from 87 and 89? They are serious bangers, both of them. They are, they're they're good fun, aren't they? Really good, like, solid, fast-paced, splattery, but the right side of serious... You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're quite silly in places, but not like full comedy and not winky comedy, but just like black gore 
humor, uh, especially the borrower. I mean, the premise of the borrower is that basically this alien gets banished to Earth uh, but and turned into a human, but his human body expires every now and again. So when that happens, his head will explode. So he has to rip other people's heads off and put them on. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's just that's a awesome. great, great concept. Yeah. Clearly designed Tom- just to be gory. And Tom, Tom Towles yeah. plays the first well, the first incarnation, and he's so funny. He's and I, th- I think it, it kind of backs up my theory that Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer is a black comedy, uh, because he's hilarious in that, and he's and John McNaughton then cast him in The Borrower as this real clown, clown of a alien who can't who doesn't understand English very well. Um, he, he he's really does funny. One of my very favourite things in this film, which is he acts as a character who is not fully aware of or in control of his own body because somebody, something yeah. else is controlling it. Like like in Upgrade, um, Logan Marshall Green mm-hmm. is, is fantastic at doing that. Tom Hardy in Venom does the same thing. And yeah, Tom Towles in this is brilliant as he's kind of walking around with this head that shouldn't be on his body and, and kind of moving in this really weird alien way and not talking right. And he's just brilliant. Uh-huh. Yeah. Antonio Fargas is the next one, and he's pretty good as well. And then, and then, it, then it, it, at one point, it takes the head of a dog, <laughs> <laughs> which also happens in the Hidden. Uh, the alien gets inside a dog briefly in the Hidden as well. Yeah. So that's obviously you know an idea. And there's a weird bit in the Borrow where, where we just watch a couple in bed watching the Garbage Pail Kids movie for <laughs> yeah, about five minutes. I couldn't tell that was even happening <laughs> in the strange. same building as the, the hardcore punk band, the Screwheads. Uh, <laughs> but the Screwheads were a particular treat. Like They play this ridiculous song that's, that all the lyrics are like, fuck your mom. Uh, and it's just an extremely accurate pastiche of like late 80s American hardcore. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed that scene a lot. Yeah. And The Hidden, um, so The Hidden is the other one, like this, directed by Jack Shoulder. Um, it's got Kyle MacLachlan as an alien, uh, an alien pretending to be an FBI agent mm-hmm. who's oh. trying to track down the other alien. So it's very early kind of uh, Dale Cooper <laughs> vibes there. It's good. He's great though. I don't, yeah, it's got, it's got a guy who, uh, <laughs> great example of Americans not really understand certain swear words because the guy in the record store goes, yo, I'm talking to you, wank. um but the thing where he gets inside a dog the alien gets inside a dog for a bit just made me think why doesn't he just saunter off to the zoo and get inside a lion (laughs) (laughs) maybe he didn't know maybe he just looked at a dog and thought that thing is fucking badass and and didn't realize that there were more badass animals Uh, that's that's why aliens always take cows yeah because they're big yeah. Mm, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Why aliens take cows? That's true. Well, they, they, they land in a field. And well, they, they do. And they're like, my mm. cows are all gone. It's because they come down, they see the cows. They're like, all right, mate, I'm an alien. The cows are like, Moe. And um, they take the cows because they haven't seen anything else. They don't know. They're new. They're alien. Yeah. And it's like, they, they probably think these cows are absolute units because, you yeah. know, <laughs> size of those lads. <laughs> oh, those look, lads. I fucking look, look what's behind Luke on his wall. I can't oh, yeah. that <laughs> with a photo of some absolute units. Yep, there we go. <laughs> some, uh, some cows. Nice. <laughs> Moon it. Is, is, is that a freebie from the local dairy or something? Uh, that's from a sanctuary. <laughs> oh, shit. Hang on. I think I've actually got the same calendar. 
Hold on, wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm going to have to just block out my camera for a sec, because I, I only realised after I got on the podcast that I haven't put any trousers on today, so I'm just going to stand up. <laughs> Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Well, that's never happened before. <laughs> I mean, this is definitely That's staying in. This is definitely you know staying in, by the way. Uh... <laughs> no, sorry guys, it's a, it's a different calendar. My one's got goats. I don't. Know. Oh, oh. Uh... <laughs> Wait a second. Calendar fight. Wait a second. Let me see. I feel like goats are the superior farmyard animal uh, in general. But, I mean, they're the most. Is it just goats? Like goats no, it... no. This is got all of them. It's, it's from an animal sanctuary. It's from the hillside animal sanctuary. Um, is Black Philip in there? He, he is. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's lurking around. He's, you know, doing his dark bidding. It is from the same place, yeah, but they oh, haven't got... Oh, it's from Hillside, right. Cool. There's no goats in this one. Uh, uh, weird. Well. There that's the that's the trailer for this episode is um black philip the um the christmas one is it him with like a santa hat on each one <laughs> i would love that i would so buy a black philip cal- calendar with just him in different <laughs> seasonal outfits i would love that what would it be for, for February? Like sort of Valentine's yeah, Day? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Like pink bows around it. Wings. Little Cupid wings. I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what were you talking about? I well, let's no talk idea. about... Uh, as we've got a, a bit silly, let's talk about the Italian uh, rip-offs of Ridley Scott's Alan. Uh, one <sighs> being Luigi Cozzi's Contamination and the other is uh, Ciro Ippolito's Alien 2 on Earth. I can't believe you made me watch that shit. You told me that it would be entertaining, <laughs> and you lied. I almost picked Alien 2 as our second feature, but I, mm. I, I felt there was a limit to how much crap I could make. Alien, Alien 2 is just but, not... It's like a non-film, isn't it? It's just like a, a really weird brilliant. travelogue about caving. <laughs> uh, it's just... It's... I thought it was great fun. The soundtrack's absolutely banging as yeah, well. Yeah, totally. funk stuff on it. Old Oliver Onions on the, uh, <laughs> yeah. on the score. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Onions. Well, that's, a, that's a duo. That's their band name. <laughs> yeah. I know, but I, I, whenever something's got one name, I always just assume that that's... Yeah. that's I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to know the conversation they had when they decided to name their band. It's like, oh, so many, so many things we could choose from. And <laughs> they're just somehow they knew Oliver Onions was what they wanted to be called. <laughs> um, I love Alien 2. I, th- I just think it's perfect midnight movie weirdness. Um, that fucking bit at the start where the woman's on TV being interviewed and it's the most inept looking <laughs> TV blue screen shit. And the, <laughs> and the first thing he asks her is, is, is something like, why is a girl as pretty as you uh, going looking in caves? Yeah. <laughs> Awful. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking weird film, but I love it. I never got around to watching it because I'd already watched um, Contamination. Mm. You, you, made, you made the right decision. Contamination's great. See, is I found Contamination it? quite boring. Yeah, you had like, it as a low recently. Low. Oh. Yeah, it's just it's it's got fun bits in it, but it's just it's GB's pacing, and mm. you, there's not enough of the the splattery silly stuff. It's there's too much mumbling and. Don't call me young man, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that help yeah, the, the, the English dub is perfect. The, the, the help doesn't so, is my favourite. He's supposed line. to be like a young, like cocksure guy, but he's about fifty. 
which I found really interesting. <laughs> I'm just a Brooklyn cop. Like, the dialogue is so Italian. Uh, Emily, when you had it as your low, I agreed and said it was really fucking boring, but I like it now, having rewatched it after midnight oh, okay. all pissed Maybe up. I should have... Um... Maybe, well, clearly I just didn't watch it in the spirit in which it was. Um, yeah, some things you just have to watch late at night. I think most of these films you've just got to get the right mood for. Because, yeah. like, yeah, you know, Alien true. 2, I thought was absolutely excruciating. There might have been a circumstance where I could have watched that and it, it might have been fun, but this was not it. Whereas Contamination, I've, I've watched a few times and every time it's just caught me in the right mood for when I want to see people touch eggs and blow up. Uh, <laughs> but, do you know, actually, I think the problem is that I'm always in that mood. I always want to watch people touch eggs and blow up. People touch eggs. Uh, any, uh, any kind of egg? Yeah, any egg will do. Any egg. <laughs> but um, that, yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, help get me out of here. There's an egg is a that's brilliant line. But that, that sequence, yeah. <laughs> that sequence where she's trapped in the bathroom, oh, is so outrageous. devoid of actual suspense because that's when of the music course. just there's no no music, no fucking sense of urgency. That's what makes it very very funny. That scene. <laughs> it, is, it is funny because they get when they get to the door and they're like oh ba, ba, da, ba, da, ba. she's just like bah! and it's like he's doing everything like in any other film they would break down the door and they're like nah she's all right now and he's like oh maybe oh no no let's go get some coffee what was the coffee thing about like, there's a lot of coffee in this film it's probably I... another reason i like it yeah <laughs> it was such a weird film because it was there's some very strange dubbing, um, especially the guy who's showing them around the coffee place, and mm. like. Oh, that boring scene, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but it really took. It caught me off guard because it was just like they dubbed like an old old man voice onto this slightly young, like "Hello, Sonny." It was. <laughs> it was quite a bizarre film. It was it looked. It, it basically felt like it had been written and then put through Google Translate and well, then. The uh, I saw the the director Luigi Cozzi. I saw him uh, give a talk a few years ago at one of those like Italian film conferences, and he talked a little bit about uh, contamination, what he was trying to do, and he was so genuinely uh, sincere and affectionate about his love of fifties sci-fi. And he wanted contamination to kind of be his homage to all those like really uh, like quintessential fifties sci-fi movies, the sort of creature features and the, the, the alien stuff that I think we've, we've talked about in a few episodes. Um, and I, and I went into it with this sense of love, but also had to make it gory for the, for the market as it was in the late seventies, early eighties. Mm. Um, and I think, Considering he had like virtually no money to work with and his brief was just to kind of make the films that he loved as a child, um, it's got that sort of childlike quality to it that, yeah. that I, I actually find quite endearing as well. You know, yeah, there are inept elements to it, but I don't know, it's made with such love. I, uh, I just find it an irresistible film. The splattery bits are quite charming, oh, but I, I, I was convinced that they just like got a tin of tomatoes, put them inside someone's suit, and then gone splat. Yeah, yeah. that's great. That's all you need. <laughs> it does look and, uh, great. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. in slow motion as well. Every time someone explodes, yeah, yeah. they're like, <laughs> yeah, that, that is good. I will give it that. I like the bit where the woman apologizes for not having sex with him. <laughs> she showed no interest up to that point. That was fun. He was just harassing her for the entire movie, and then she's like, "Oh, sorry." But that, that's that's a childlike thing, isn't it? It's like a twelve-year-old's written it with his conception it... of what adult sexual relationships are. <laughs> <like. laughs> is it a childlike thing or is it a sex pest thing? 
Well, I don't know both, but... Nah. <laughs> little from column A, little from column B. I mean, he's, he's obviously a sex pest, but... I spoke over you earlier, Luke. What, what, what is it you like about contamination? Is it all that? The the fantastic Cyclops at the end. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that is awesome. But the, me- well. the, me- the mechanics weren't working on the day, yeah, so that's so why it moves like... so badly. So they still were just like, yeah, just go with it. Yeah. <laughs> that's my favourite bit. It looks so bad, but it is it's perfect closing but to he the wanted, film. Um, he wanted stop motion, but they were going with like what you were saying, Cliff. They wanted to have animatronics to be this big spectacle thing film, and he was mm. like, no, I want stop motion animation. But yeah, it stopped working, so the stagehands had to <laughs> shove it around. That's why it cuts really weirdly. Um, um, am, I, am I right in thinking that that inspired one of the aliens on The Simpsons at some point? What, <laughs> Kay and Kodos? Uh, right, so I guess the British equivalent of those two films is Extro. <laughs> and the, oh, and the American equivalent. Extro in with, with that. I flipping love Extro. Extro is art. Art. I'd not seen this before. I fucking loved it. I was having such a great time with Extra last night. I was messaging Cliff just like, this is amazing. Do you know, I I, I think I want to try doing an impression of Extra. It basically goes like, oh, Tony, what what is all this blood on your pyjamas? Dunno, just felt something stuck, eh? (laughs) Oh, you poor woman. (laughs) He just misses his fuzzer. It's just mad. (laughs) Just something. totally dicker. It's like a proper kind of thing. Fever dream, yeah. and it's the fact that he's the the the, the um, director's gone. No, I will do the music myself, and then yeah. he's got like someone's yeah. nan's bon tempi out, and <laughs> play some menacing noises on that. And it's the music's it's, great. It feels the music is great, but it does all does sound very much kind of like um, yeah, like well, someone's nan's bon tempi. Has, yeah. well, has someone sampled that music in recent times? Because it really rung a bell with me. Yeah, I was wondering that too. It does sound familiar. I mean, I can't. I'm trying to remember it now because I've got such a bad memory, and all I'm thinking is. Uh, but then, like when we were chatting last night, Bryony, you concluded that it's probably just music that your boyfriend's put on while he's been m- making sweet love. So. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> we put on a lot always, of the. Uh... It's always nice when your nan plays the Don't Tempt while you're. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I had a great, I had a great uh, interaction with my boyfriend this month. That sounds weird. Um, <laughs> I was like oh we're doing like aliens do you want to watch a couple of films he's like are they good films I'm like I don't know I haven't seen them yet and he's like is it just going to be some weird shit that Cliff's making you watch <laughs> <laughs> that should be the name yes. of the podcast shouldn't it some weird shit that Cliff's Cheers, making yeah. you watch <laughs> you know like how Contamination Alien 2 are rip-offs of Alien mm. Extra feels like it's trying to rip something off in that same way but I can't figure out what it is what is it? Uh, where where did this fucking weird idea come from? What's close, it trying to close be? Encounters gone really weird. Okay, that's interesting. I've never seen Close Encounters, but does does the whole business with the like clown dwarf <laughs> bedroom? No, no, is that no, from Close Encounters? No, the, the clown that makes no sense. Exactly has that got to do with an alien invasion? No, I mean, I did. You know, have you ever seen the the VHS uh, sleeve for Extra from back in the day, like the the pre-cert yes. one? Because on the back. There's like these three stills from the movie. There's there's the the dwarf clown. Uh, there's the uh, guy like with blood splattered all over his face, and then there's like a sort of mid transformation kind of alien thing. Mm-hmm. That scared the absolute shit out of me as a kid when I picked up that video and I looked at the back and I saw that those three pictures. They were just so strange, and I couldn't connect how they could make a a story. But I I, I just mm. found it really horrifying. 
Uh, and I think it still has a little bit of that for me, and that because it's so surrealistic and and mm. so uh like nightmarish like like emily says it's like a fever dream i i still find it quite an unsettling film i think it's quite disturbing the alien in the forest at the start looks really good where yeah, it's just yeah, like it really it's is. just someone someone walking on like with their chest in the air walking on all fours That's, and they've stuck an alien head on the back it's great though looks isn't great. it yeah mm. it's really great yeah i think i think it's a great film um it's a great it's, film it's an odd film yeah. Luke? Uh, extra has the has the weirdest dubbing in it though I know there's not actually all... Yeah, that's, a lot of it's post-synced, isn't it? Yeah, there's some really yeah. weird stuff. And the old lady that lives downstairs <laughs> is one of the best characters in the film. But there's lines where you... It seems like a comedy. Because the, there's that scene where the guy's running up the stairs and he says, yeah, I use the stairs to get to my flat. But there's a lift right there as well. And I won't forget the snake scene with the yeah, her finding just, the snake oh in the salad. And she just brings she just bag runs back it back of, in a bag back of what she's done to it. <laughs> she's a right she's a right little shit stirrer though that old lady i liked her <laughs> she was like oh so-and-so is back oh, your apartment oh, see you later um, um there are some other films we could talk about uh, uh bad taste is fucking brilliant i love bad taste yeah it's the best um sort of home movie kind of made by friends at the weekend ever isn't it yeah, yeah it, it really is a we're, we're making this up as we go along but it, it's it's glorious and um i i love anything like that where there's um just it's just the, the sort of dry kind of new zealand humor i suppose just the having a load of scary aliens and one of them goes wankers yeah. <laughs> it's just intergalactic wanker yeah it's just it's um it's delightful i really liked it and also i quite often watch films with subtitles on in case i miss anything um, or also possibly I'm de- I'm in denial about my hearing. I don't know. <laughs> um, but with watching that when the subtitles came up with the music, it would deliberately come up with just things for like the little music cues. Like mm. at one point it said jaunty but sinister synthesizer. <laughs> the music is awesome. The um, it is awesome. Michelle yeah. Scullion, I think her name is. Uh, so good. I'm always mm. forever getting little earworms of bits of the bad taste score because there's so much good stuff. And, and genuinely funny and also when the sky is really clear and blue it looks amazing mm. and the, the, all those frolics on the cliffside do actually look really dangerous as well yeah, yeah they do yeah it's, it's great I, I mean the first time i'd seen it that, that fucking half shot off head in the open oh. scene i had never seen anything as gory as that yeah, yeah i could same. not believe what i was watching I, I couldn't believe that it got certified like it, it was yeah. past uncut at the time when you couldn't yeah. watch any gore at all but the bbfc just decided oh this is funny so it's fine yeah <laughs> well they almost bizarre. they almost gave brain dead a 15. Mm. but of the films that we've of the films we've talked about so far contamination was on the video nasties yeah. list yeah, yeah which is yeah. preposterous isn't it? which is mental yeah. <laughs> uh i watched extraterrestrial well, i don't know if anyone else watched yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i've seen that uh, what do you think? I hate it. It was my second time watching it. Is um, that the one with the whiny teenagers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah it's this fucking Cabin in the Woods film. I quite and, enjoyed that. Uh, the last 15 minutes of it are really good. Yeah. It's got a yeah, like, the, yeah, it the bit where, where they get they get taken onto the um, oh, alien the, spaceship yeah, and it's probe. proper disgusting. That, that is yeah. super gross. Yeah. That's, that's horrible. And then the final scene is like properly nihilistic and fucked up and you're just kind of like, yeah. why didn't the rest of the film have this kind of weird spirit to it? It's just... It made me think of Cabin Fever, though. Mm. Yeah, I'm so bored of these um, Cabin in the Woods type things where... Because, like, obviously, you, like, you go back to The Evil Dead and... 
the characters in that they all seem like friends they all seem like decent people yeah. get on, and mm. they turn they turn up to the cabin and the first thing they do is they have a bit of a rummage around the cellar and they make some dinner for each other and it's like why these days do all these fucking things have to begin with them go yeah let's party hard and they open the oh, you, pack you of red today, granddad, and, isn't it <laughs> oh, they're twats. They're such pricks and they're so annoying. They deliberately are incredibly cosy. It's like, hey, look, Tony's packed a bong with him. Hey, do, we have any, do we have any food? No, of course we don't, because we're kids. Woo. And they always hate each other. And yeah. Yeah, it, is, it is annoying that they always just cast them as, as archetypes rather than think, well, why would they actually be going here? So you've always got the jock, the nerd, whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't really know why they would all be friends, but... I don't, I don't mind that they go up there for a party. Although, although my favourite example of that would be at the start of uh, Big Bad Wolf, where which I know we talked about on the, the Wolf mm. episode, where all the kids go to the cabin to party and they're all super obnoxious and they all get killed in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> Another <laughs> film. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it is quite hateable, extraterrestrial, but I did enjoy it by the end because it, it does take a bit of a shift to uh, yeah. more interesting. <clears throat> I enjoyed it. I've just never liked the vicious. I, I liked Grave Encounters, but after that, what the Vicious Brothers have done has just been just shit. It, they've seemed very pretentious, is what they do. Should we talk about Predator briefly as well? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Because everyone the best talks Arnie about Predator. Film. It's because it's uh, brilliant. Well, it's all right. <laughs> no, you, <laughs> you don't like action films, though, do you, Claire? And it's an action. Film. Well, I, 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 I love it. if Paul Verhoeven had directed Predator, I would love the shit out of it. I'm <sighs> sure. Um, it's it's on the cusp of being a Verhoeven. I mean, from the the uh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's just a lingering shot on the biceps. It's just mwah, beautiful, and um, just like I ain't got time to bleed. Oh, okay. Mm. Have you got time to to duck? It's like yeah. it's great dialogue. It's very good, and it's got a wrestler in it. So I did you see who uh, the the name of the co-writer, which might explain why it's such a masculine film. It was co-written by John Thomas. <laughs> I remember everyone uh, like, when this came out. Everyone really loved the mini gun, that, yeah, that big fat cylinder that spins yeah, around. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> you could use that in the computer game as well. The the game yeah. of this was brilliant, really good. Okay, fun. I watched Predator Two after this as well. That's terrible. Oh, it's uh, it's terrible, but it's it's a beautiful film as well. It is. Yes, thank you. I've written down the dull sequel is Danny Glover trying to be an action hero in a succession of oversized casual slacks and a talking <laughs> and a talking talk predator that says things like shit happens. Nah, I actually have the predator nah. talk. Yeah, so I've not seen Predator so now I feel like I can't. Oh, it's remember. great. It's really good. They go into the ship. You learn a bit more about what's going on. Um, it's good stuff. Nice. Mm. Okay. Um, so as I lead into our second feature, there are films where the alien takes the form of a beautiful and often naked human woman. Um, <laughs> Life Force from 1985, Species from 1995. Mm-hmm. I mm. love Life Force. That was great fun. Yeah, Life Force a... is, is a lot of fun. I, I feel like it, it starts out well and it gets a bit ridiculous, but then picks back up again around at the end. Oh, it, it, oh. It's a stupid film. It, it made the studio go bankrupt, didn't it? Oh, you it, it, think it might didn't well help. They were pretty much uh, on the verge anyway. Yeah, they had a lot of problems with, like, Masters yeah, of the it's... Universe, I think, came out oh, yeah. the year and before, was... the same year. Oh, and Super, Superman 4. Yeah. Pat- so, yeah oh. All those things, yeah. Patrick Stewart's first on-screen kiss. With yes. A yeah, yes. very good. <laughs> I like a little bit of Patrick Stewart. Um, 
I, all, I all the men, it. all the men in it, act like they've never seen a nude woman before. Mm. There's like whatever. Uh, oh fuck! What's her name? What's her name? Matilda, Matilda May. May. Matilda, Matilda May. May yeah. Whenever she's walking around in the buff, all the men are just like. They're like. Oh, <gasps> <laughs> oh yeah, the, and first, the first security guard. Yeah. Caesar. <laughs> Obviously, there's the two male aliens as well, and no, no, I was they don't do anything very much. No, the male but I was wondering. I was wondering. You don't see. You don't see their cocks on screen like you see mm. with uh, Matilda yeah. Man. But then I was wondering, is that because continuity issues? Because like the continuity girl would have to measure from shot to shot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's more likely just film industry sexism double standards. Uh, but you know, if you want to talk about cock measuring, maybe maybe that's it. Um, if you if you sign up to our Patreon, you'll be able to hear us talk about <laughs> cockmen. <laughs> That's the sort of thing that people go for on Patreon bonus episodes, isn't it? Yeah, bonus, bonus, bonus. episodes. More. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like Life Force. Is it does a lot, doesn't it? And um, it's too long. But then it I, needs my, it needs editing. Yeah, it's got yeah. probably my fault for watching the long it, version. It, just goes on forever, though. I there really, is a shorter version, which is probably better. I really can't yeah. stand the. Uh, is it Steve Railsback? The, the main yeah. guy. He's, so he's awful, bad. isn't he? So bad. Yeah. Yeah. And Peter Firth, his co star. Yeah. It's so. Yeah, they're just so no charisma, those two. Yeah. It's really annoying. But there's a lot of good stuff in it. A lot. The, the, the special effects and the, the early part of the film oh. where just people are being turned into these space vampires and then. Disintegrating. Yeah, I love that one. That one who runs against the um, cages of the, oh, yeah, the spars of the cage. Yeah. Just yeah, oh, so good. Um, species as well. Yeah, uh, kind of similar. I, di- I didn't get a chance to rewatch that this time, but I have. I saw it a long time ago, and it is. Yeah, I, I did not have to rewatch Species because I spent most of my teenage years watching it over and over and over. Okay. Because uh, it's great and it's got some good tits in it. <laughs> Aren't they still making them now? The yeah, there's like films. there's, there's a, a lot of shitloads. Yeah. yeah, I mean the first one's got such a great cast though. It's got uh, Forrest Whitaker, Ben Kingsley, him out of Reservoir Dogs, Michael Madsen. Yes, Michael Madsen. Um, and it's in general like quite a good little action film. And yeah. um, what's who's that British guy? He was in some really terrible films. Alfred Molina. Um, Alfred Molina. Yeah, he's in it for some Is he reason. In it? I don't remember him uh, he ends up getting off with the alien and she's all like, I'm pregnant. Yeah. He's like, ha ha, what are you talking about? Oh no. And then, pow. It's a good film. I, I hated it the first time I watched it because of all the really bad CGI. Um, and I'm, again, more forgiven of that now. But uh, Steve Johnson did the non CGI. He effects. loves stuff coming out of nipples, doesn't he? Yeah. It's like Night of the Demons, he's got the lipstick yeah. nipple, and this, he's got mm-hmm. the tentacle nipples. Just an observation. I saw an interview with him on the Arachnid DVD, where he talks about why he got out of um, out of the industry, really. It was because CGI was taking over. He'd been asked to prepare a load of model work and animatronics for a couple of productions, like uh, Where the Wild Things Are was one of them. And then, after six months' work, they just said, fuck it, we're doing it with CGI. You're not, oh, we don't need you anymore. And he was like, sad. yeah, he was like, fuck. I'm not going to bother anymore then. So it's sad because he was one of the greats, Steve Johnson. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Species is good. Um, I did find that Natasha Hendridge looked a lot like Kathy Beale in the nightclub scene, but I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> one thing about Species, 
it's the the scale of these things. Like you know that all those people who used to make good films back then uh, probably wouldn't now because they haven't got a good script, they haven't got a good cast, blah blah blah. I cannot believe that Species, which is a film about a naked sex alien yeah. who has tentacles <laughs> coming out of her nipples, was made for thirty five million dollars. Yeah. Like the idea yeah. of that kind of budget being thrown at a plot like that now is is unthinkable. Uh, it's yeah. just weird how the market's changed. What kind of films are out when Species came out? Ninety-five. Um, oh, fucking shit! Like Independence Day and yeah. stuff like that. You know. yeah. I mean, Sorry, that stuff's that's still being made, but yeah, it's, I guess it's just the combination of like genre stuff that is quite hysterical on the sex and violence, which you, you don't really get on a large scale now. Apart from maybe Overlord last year had a lot of violence and gore and stuff, but. So another alien disguised as a beautiful and often naked human woman is played by Scarlett Johansson in our second feature, Jonathan Glazer's 2013 film Under the Skin. So you live alone? Yes. You think I'm pretty? I like her gorgeous. I have a place about 30 minutes away. Come to me. When was the last time you touched someone? You don't want to wake up, do you? So, an alien drives around Glasgow hunting for male flesh. Simple as that. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't say it's a horror film, I guess. but It's not. I've- not a fucking horror oh, there film. There go, that's, that's proof. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't be um, on this podcast. Get out. It should, it should. I find it, I find it really fucking scary. The first half, anyway. Really unnerving. Those strings by Mika Levy are amazing. Um, mm. The whole idea that it would be so easy to get lured into a, a van by a serial killer if she's hot and she's quite seductive. It's like, it's, it could so easily happen. And as for what actually happens in her house to her victims... What the fuck? I I just find it so... Ugh, it's horrible. I remember seeing that in the cinema and when the first bit happens where the guy just kind of implodes, everybody went, ah! Yeah, there's something about it, isn't it? It's just, it's yeah. not gory, but it's horrible. It's just fucking weird. It's I just kind of dreamlike and strange. did not get that effect from it at all. I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake, what a load of wank when, when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I don't know, just... I, it just left me completely cold. I didn't even feel anything. Uh, and I've read, I've read the novel as well. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. particularly like that, but the film just took it to a whole different level of abstraction. I've read the novel too, and um, if they'd filmed the um, well, the, I quite I quite like the novel, but I and I quite like the movie as well, though it's not perfect by any means. But um, if they'd filmed it as it is in the novel, it would basically just be like the sexy version of Bad Taste. Yeah, yeah, which wow. would be better. <laughs> sexy Bad Taste, I think. Would there be loads of gore? Or yeah, what? yeah it's, it's gross. The novel is really gross. Um, oh, right, it's, it's much it's more because... of a meat allegory, I think, than the film. Like It's much more explicit in that it's kind of a uh, pro-vegetarianism uh, kind of story um and, and as a result yeah, she she's luring the humans that they can use for meat yeah to send home that's that's what's happening there yeah. um i i really like that opening scene where she's being 
she's learning English and about humans and stuff. Do, do you mm. remember the bit at the start of Critters where <laughs> the bounty hunters yeah. <laughs> yeah. learning it by watching loads of videos? It's like that, but it's better. <laughs> I, I, the whole first half where it's done with hidden cameras, with real people. Mm. Like the victims. The victims are just people they picked off the street who came up to a van and started talking to her or she summoned them over or whatever. And and then somehow they got them to this other, other location and said, can you do this scene where you have to be naked and also you have to have a hard-on. You have to have a boner that you, we yeah, will see on camera. Yeah, one of the guys camera. definitely has a boner. Yeah. Two, of, th- two of them do, maybe three. Do they? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Should we not save this for the boners episode? Well, possibly, <laughs> yeah. but, you know. Um, After the first one, I was just like, oh, that guy's got a boner. But, yeah, yeah, it's really unusual to see that, isn't it? Yeah, you know, sort of, you know. It, watching it in an art house cinema, it's like, oh, there's, 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 a, there's a boner. Yeah, Obviously, it depends on what you're watching. I mean, you know, some films, boners, boners ahoy. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, was that an ealing comedy, boners ahoy? <laughs> it was, yeah. I, I, was th- I was thinking it was more a sort of Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> Another fine mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Where they try and get a ginormous phallus up the stairs. <laughs> Like the statue in a clockwork orange that the um, the, aerob- the aerobics instructor lady has a statue like that of the cock and balls only enormous and um, up a windy staircase. Okay, good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Luke, what do you think of uh, Under the Skin? Uh, I put Under the Skin uh, in my. It was in my top ten films of 2014. Mm. Uh, I, when I saw it, I saw it in a really tiny cinema. There was only about three other people in the cinema. And I was just sort of really taken in from the soundtrack, the guy on the motorbike where you don't have any idea where he's going, just mm-hmm. and the whole sort of setting of it being this black water with which Stranger Things then later took into their mm. show as, as they well. They really did, didn't they? They really did. So, okay. yeah. so, so I think it's... it's I, I really enjoy it. And like I even I went and bought the soundtrack on vinyl and stuff because of how much how much I liked it. So, I'd, yeah. I, th- I think Scott Johansson's accent is very weird in in there but I think she's I, great I, I think it's I think an enjoyable film I think so. she's fucking great I've only ever seen her in one other film Eight-Legged Freaks <laughs> so I don't really know what she's um, oh and the Spongebob Squarepants movie except uh, yeah. so she's doing a voice acting in that so yeah I don't know how, how that compares to her other performances but um, I think she's amazing um, but I mean I don't like the second half of the film I don't understand the second half of the film I don't I don't get what it's trying to do what she's trying to do as a character can anyone help <laughs> what it is is it's using an alien to um indicate the weirdness that we all sometimes feel about being alive that's what i think basically they watched the man who fell to earth and kind of took some ideas from that yeah yeah that's what i think anyway but then Bryony, any theories uh it's just weird for the sake of weird isn't it you think so? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I liked Freeze. it I, when I saw it in the cinema again. It's similar to Luke, like three other people, um, very like you know, drew me in very quickly. But rewatching it now, it's just like, uh, yeah, like I don't know. I some I, I feel stupid at the cinema sometimes because I went and saw um, High Life and it reminded me a bit of Under the Skin and it was very stark and mm-hmm. it was weird and very sexual and it's like, is this good or is this just cinema good? And I get that feeling again with Under the Skin. I do like the bit at the end where she's all like set on fire in that um, because it's gross. Um, 
But yeah, I don't know. Whenever I watch this film, though, it's just like there's the heart, the sort of mum side of my brain going, isn't that a bit dangerous? Because um, what the the, yeah, the way that they just had a driving the way they shot it, yeah, the way they shot it, and it was such a, a big selling point of the movie. I went to see it because it was like, oh, there's this film done that shot Scarlett Johansson just drove around Glasgow, um, and it's just like I don't know, it's just very uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable film. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, totally not, is. Mm-hmm. I felt a real sense of dread sitting down to rewatch it because mm. I I know how frightening the first half is. It took me a long while to rewatch it to be honest because I remember all that dread from the cinema. And I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to enjoy this. So it took me till like midway this week to rewatch it, even though it was one of our uh, features. And yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not decided. It's just, it's a bit, I don't know. It's not a horror. I'll agree with that with CJ. Um, but it's, it's a good film, I think. <laughs> what, what's up? What, what's up with her vagina? Oh yeah, that that's the weirdest thing. In the film, where it's like close, it's closed shut, isn't it? When they go to have sex, I don't know because it's, it's like what it is. Or it's is real that just split a second. You can, you can pause mirror, it and not yeah. even. Yeah, you yeah. can pause it and not even really figure out what it's meant to be. How many times did you pause there. it? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you pause it for the bone, boner parts yeah. and, the, and the and the vagina scene. No, no, no. The boners are quite blatant. You don't have to pause them <laughs> if you wanted I to. I, I still can't but, believe so, I only noticed one. Anyway. But, but um, yeah, the bit where something's up with her, her pussy, I don't, <laughs> even pausing it, I can't really figure out what it's meant to be that's happened there. So, is that... Maybe she's just not had penetrative sex before. Yeah, and well, it might be that. Alien, it feels alien. And she is an alien. She is yeah, an alien, yeah. Yeah. There's mysteries. It's a film of mysteries, and not all of them... I think some of it way. is deliberately ambiguous for the sake of being like, oh, is this profound? Mm. No, it's mm. just... Just it's, a thing. It's a beautifully shot thing. It's one of those movies that some types of critic really enjoy because they just get to write their own movie instead of mm. reviewing a movie. They mm. can just go, right, well, this is what it all means. Uh, I just, too old for this shit. It's like, <laughs> all, all I can see is Jonathan Glazer sort of going, mm, yes, mm-hmm. stroking his beard and being very art student. And it's just like, I can never detach that from watching the film. When I went to see it in the cinema, I was sat next to the Nick Cave man, who's not Nick Cave, the fiddle man. <laughs> Warren Ellis. Uh, oh, yeah, yes, Warren, Warren Ellis. Ellis. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, in the cinema watching it, and I was sat next to him, and he was doing a lot of beard stroking. Yeah. And also, <laughs> he, was, he was doing a lot of beard stroking and a lot of foot tapping to the music, because oh, music's good, God. but that really annoyed me. So, yeah, Under the Skin, it's like, I don't really understand it. It's a good film, I think. Also, the beardy man kept tapping his foot and it annoyed me. Yeah. So I get transported back. Talking of Nick Cave, as we have in the past on this podcast, <laughs> you know he's doing that Q&A um, tour at the minute. Yes. Where he's playing some songs yeah. and doing audience Q&As. Um, he, was, he did a couple of nights in Brighton uh, this weekend. And on the first night, one of the questions was, Hi, Nick. Um, I live in your old house in Hove. Can you tell me where the stopcock is? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Like how we've mixed the two themes of the podcast there, Cock and Nick Cave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, that's enough extraterrestrialism and cocks and Nick Cave. Uh, let's uh, bring you back down to Earth. Ah! 
six pairs of audio clips to identify. One half of each pair will be from an alien invasion movie. And it's CJ and Bryony versus Emily and Luke. Here's your first pair of scary noises. Miller, Stripper, DeVries were the same. It's not human. Excuse me. I'm going to go for the double whammy. I think the music is from Extro and the dialogue is New York Ripper. No, both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> A double whammy of wrong. So, Emily and Luke, can you get these? Miller, Stripper, DeVries were the same. It's not human. Excuse me. I've been after it for a long time. Now it's here, on Earth, in your city. We're talking spacemen here. I think the dialogue was the faculty. No. Oh, all right. Music. No. No. Music, Emily Lake. Don't know. No, the music was from House, the 1977 Japanese film. Uh, oh, oh, shit. Oh, and uh, the dialogue was from The Hidden. Here's the second pair. Do you remember Kathy? Hmm? Do you remember what happened to my Kathy? Hmm? She was prettier than you. She was so young. God, she was young. But the best are always taken when they're young. I think maybe God wants it that way. No, nothing? No. Mm-hmm. I like that music, though. Yeah, that was Eric Clapton's theme tune for Communion. So okay. you like Eric Clapton, turns out. And um, the uh, dialogue was from the Toolbox Murders. Here's the third pair. What about memories? There must be certain things that only you and he would know about. Is the yes, Bryony. Is the music from Evasion of the Body Snatchers? Nope. Oh. Is the dialogue from Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) From the 1955 version. Yeah. Um, Mm. So Emily and Luke got the music to get here. What about memories? There must be certain things that only you and he would know about. Oh, God. I've talked to him about them. He remembers them all down to the last small detail, just like Uncle Ira would. But Miles... There's no emotion. There's a story you should know from a hundred years ago, and a hundred years we've waited now to tell. Uh, Emily Lake, did you get that music? No. <laughs> CJ. CJ, you know it now, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> is, is it 2000 Maniacs? Yeah, 2000 Maniacs. That's going to rise again. Yeah. So it's currently a <laughs> marvellous 1-0 to CJ and Bryony. <laughs> Halfway through. Here's number four. Was she alone? No, that's why we noticed her. She was with a dark-haired girl. Real good-looking bird, no. Didn't have a lot of clothes. Yes, Emily. The dialogue is life force. It is. Did you get the music? No. Okay. Luke, did you get the music? No, no. So, CJ and Bryony, can you, can you get the music? Was she alone? No, that's why we noticed her. She was with a dark-haired girl. Real good-looking bird, no. Didn't have a lot of clothes on, either. We thought they might be... Oh, you know. Yes. Well, did you see where they went, where the dark-haired girl went? No. No, we didn't. We angled on back to see if maybe we could, you know, see him doing something. Oh, that's horrible. What a horrible piece of music. Oh, it's just, Disgusting. Bums. (laughs) No. No. No idea. 
It's from the Suspiria remake. Oh, God, I'm going to hate that so much, aren't I? I can feel it. That was horrible music. Is that one of those Radiohead guys who did that? Or is yeah, it... Tom York, yeah. But you don't like art. Uh, so, number five. <laughs> so, number five. You are different. Your figure's different. Your face. What you talk about. All of this is different. Yes, yes, this. It's wonderful. Why don't you change your mind and have a cup? What does archaic mean? Archaic? Yes. I don't know. Think. You used to know when we went to Marie Axel's and she was ironing. She didn't know, but you did. Oh, that music is so familiar. Yeah. So, so familiar. <laughs> no? No. Nobody? The music was from Contamination. Oh, oh, no. Of course. And the dialogue was from the Stepford Wives. I was like, I know I've actually listened to this music, like, independently of a film, so of course. God, no. <laughs> like the only film score music I ever listened to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's one all with one pair of scary noises to go. Oof. There you go. To collect the keys and unlock the gateway, a series of challenges must be undertaken. Failure to do so will turn your souls over to our world. DJ. Is it Beyond the Gates, the dialogue? Yes, it is, yes. Did you get the music? Uh, we could take a guess at Alien film. Um, uh, We've not had anything from Extra yet. Let's say Extra. Yep. Try Extra. Was an Extra. Uh. So, uh, Emily and Luke, can you get the music to level up? To collect the keys and unlock the gateway, a series of challenges must be undertaken. Failure to do so will turn your souls over to our world. There's supposed to be some sort of goal or something? <laughs> no idea. Obtaining the four keys allows passage. Is it Alien 2? It is Alien 2. Oliver Onions themselves. <laughs> so, final scores there to all. Soon with July's episode and CJ, what have you picked for our theme? I have picked the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. Mm. Yep, so this calls for a listener's poll. Let us know on Twitter or Facebook how you rank the eight Texas Chainsaw Massacre films, or however many of them you've seen. Doesn't matter if you doesn't matter if you haven't seen all eight. And we will reveal the results next time. Until then, uh, thanks for listening. Oh,